again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast for dreaming games from the Game Pass collection. Bring you three new perspectives from varying skill range. I am the operator, giving you your direct call to the sea. Andrew, with me, the one who doesn't accept the charges, Keith. Hello. And the one who ends up butt dialing the sea, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was a listener pick from our good friend Curtis, who recommended that we try out Call of the Sea by Out of the Blue Studios. So Call of the Sea is a is a first-person puzzle game where you play Dora, where you are trying to uncover the mystery of your mysterious illness that has run through your family and to find what happened to your husband who has left to go possibly find a cure for your illness. Did you say Dora or Nora? I thought he said Dora, too. This is oh, Dora the Explorer. Dora. I, I kept doing I was waiting for him to say game. it again to see if I heard him wrong. Dora, 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 the Explorer. <laughs> But every time I kept seeing Nora, I kept thinking Dora. But yes, yeah, sorry, your character's name is Nora. Nora the Explorer. But going around, Liz, why don't you start us off? Was this a game or a pass for you? I found the story really interesting. I mean, you guys know me. If it's a puzzle game, I'm definitely using a walkthrough at some point. I suck at them. But this one I thought was really compelling. And so I'm definitely going to give it a game. Yeah, I, I, I'll jump in, I guess, next. I... I don't. I'm kind of torn, I guess, in a weird way, because there's nothing about this game that I was like thrilled about. Nothing really stuck out as like, wow, this is incredible. However, it was fun. It was short. It didn't take up too much time, so I think it's worth a playthrough if nothing else. So I guess it's a game. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you, Keith. Uh, yeah, because of that, I also will give it a game. It's for me that like I agree with Liz. I think the story was actually really cool. Like I feel like puzzle games kind of. Puzzle games to me are, are really kind of difficult because they're either too hard or too easy. Story's not interesting or story's kind of compelling, but the work ends up being too much that I don't care for the story. I feel like Call of the Sea had like such a nice sweet spot that, I yeah, for me it's a game. So, as I said, the story, you are playing Nora, not Dora, <laughs> and your husband left to go. He found some clues of this mysterious island out in the Pacific and so he ends up hiring a crew of six people to go to this island and try to hopefully uncover the mystery behind your disease that's been plaguing your family for generations. You kind of get these weird dark spots on your hands, so you end up covering them because you're ashamed of them. But as soon as Nora goes to this island, she starts to discover, hey, I feel a lot better. Like, weird things are going on. And for me, that story to me was very simple, but I really was intrigued. As you're going around, you're, of course, collecting just a lot of collectibles, notes, journal entries, and you're slowly discovering as to what happened to your husband's crew. And that whole story I found really compelling. Even though you don't really get to meet any of these characters, I thought they did a great job writing the characters of the crew. I think they wanted you to be sad. And for (laughs) me, because there's a character in particular that I I won't say who it is because I don't want to ruin it. But you find out that this person befriends Harry, and he kind of has a... Harry's your husband. What? Harry's your husband, just to clarify. Oh, yes. And this person has a really tough go. And then you find out that they die, and then they just throw in, like, at the gravesite that this person also had a kid. And it's like, really? You had to throw in that they had a kid when you find out that they die? So for me, it was just like, uh, rubbing salt in the wounds? Unnecessary. See... I'm in a weird spot in this because overall I think the story was pretty well 
but I, I didn't find any of the characters all that interesting. It's all very minimal, and I kind of lost track of who was who as I would go through. Like, every so often I'd be like, oh, wait, is that the husband? No, that's that guy, or that's that person. And I I kind of didn't keep track well of it. I am kind of curious, though, on, on your point, Liz, about you finding out that there was a child... Is it possible that there was like maybe like a story pickup thing along the way that might have explained that? Because I, I didn't get all of them. I got most of them, but there was definitely some that I missed. I don't think so. I got almost every. I, I don't know. Yeah, you said at the gravesite is when it told you that. Yeah, that yeah, it was just didn't... a photo, and I don't think they go into it because I was. I remember I looked at a walkthrough quite a bit because I noticed in a walkthrough that. There was stuff that wasn't at eye level that I wasn't looking at. And so for that particular chapter, I think I watched like the almost the whole walkthrough because I noticed I, I had missed a lot of stuff and I don't think it came up. But I mean, that that's to Keith's point, you're finding a lot of photographs and letters and that's how you're keeping up with the people with the crew, but you don't actually really get to meet them. Um, there are kind of these like scenes when um, you're reading some letters but they're few and far between. So, yeah, you don't actually get to really meet these other characters, which I kind of think sucks. I mean, you're you're learning about them. And to get that, like, you know, that feeling that you're supposed to get when you find out that they die, I mean, I, I wish that I had actually seen them. Yeah. Luckily, I feel like at least did a good job having you feel for these characters because there's actually quite a bit of voice acting. All these collect like not all the collectibles, but a good amount of the collectibles that you're finding, like particularly like the pictures or the journal entries from your husband, they're narrated. So it is kind of like a cutscene. So you're not just reading through, you know, fifty thousand text. You're not practically reading a book with this game. It actually does give you voiceover and explaining as to what's going on. Which I'm I'm not sure if there's something you can do in um, the options, but I thought it was interesting. There's a lot of cursive. And I know, like, in the U.S., they're not teaching cursive anymore in a lot of schools. And luckily, like, I mean, I'm in my early 30s, so I know cursive. But I was, do you guys know if you if you can? Because a lot of this stuff isn't said out loud. Like, you, you do read it. Not everything is voiced over. I didn't look for anything, so I don't know if it is. I also found, like, in the books themselves, like, or in your journal, so, or... Going back, like, I'll jump back a second. So all of the pickups that you get, if there's something that you have to read on there, I do like that it has a function for, I think it's like the X button and it's read and it puts it in like block letters to the right of the yeah. letter. So th Okay, I thought that was this game. I'm like, yeah. I think of a different so, game, but okay. So, oh, so you, there is that option yes. then. It, yeah, okay. it's not really an option. Yeah, it's not an option, but it's when you have like the, the piece of whatever you're looking at or, or whatnot. Yeah, you can pop open like a little read function in it and it gives you block lettering on the right side that you can read. I had no idea. But I don't think it gives you that option anywhere in the journal, which that I found annoying because you can't even really zoom in so that if you can read the cursive, great, but you it's just all so small that it was like very hard to read. And I was playing this on a 55-inch TV, so I feel like it shouldn't have been that hard to read, but it was kind of a struggle. But I did love the journal, though. Yeah, it was kind of... was really helpful. Well, I thought it was interesting, and I may be jumping a little, slightly ahead, so I won't go too far into it, but I like that it, there was aspects of it that actually you needed for solving some of the puzzles, and not just, like... And not just the ways that it would... You know, when you would jot down different clues that were 
in the specific notes section, but the journal itself, there was at least one puzzle that you had to pay attention to something in your journal in order to solve. So I thought that was kind of neat. See, I personally had no issues reading in the journal or the pictures or anything like that. Oh, I didn't either. I'm okay. just saying, like, a lot of people out there, especially, like, the um, people in school now, a lot of them aren't being taught cursive in the United States. So Yeah. I so, I, I mean, I, that's why for me, like, when you first asked, I'm like, I thought you could make it block lettering. That's why I'm glad Keith confirmed it because oh, I'm like, I, I can't... thinking of a different game. <laughs> I didn't realize that you hit a button and it would come up in block letters, but... Yeah, but the, the journal... I mean, it was a little bit small, but I'd play on a monitor. I don't know. I had no issues reading it. Maybe that man that's I, it. I was just too far away or something. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't awful. I just, that was my only gripe. I also thought it was really cool that at first I was like, oh, is there another like city named Newburyport? But then they also mentioned Boston because I was, I was born in Newburyport. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. You never hear about it. And um, I, yeah, I just thought it was really cool. And I, then I was like, oh, what was it like in Newburyport? And like, wait, it's, this took place in the 1930s. I think she like grew up there. So what it was like back then? I don't know. I'm kind of on a tangent. But yeah, I, I really like that. <laughs> a game set a town I know. <laughs> I recognize It's the town things. that I grew up in. I, I think that's like, I don't know. Isn't there probably like a Newburyport in England or something too? I mean, I'm pretty sure yeah, it is. they also though. mentioned Boston though. So, I mean... No, I'm pretty sure they were talking about Newburyport, Massachusetts. It probably it is. I'm not saying you're wrong. Port City. Well, there was weird aspects. I, I thought it kind of jumped back and forth between... No, that was Colorado. Anywho. Yeah. There was multiple <laughs> places mentioned, but I just thought because Boston was also mentioned that maybe... But I think like the developers are in Switzerland or... No, Sweden. Are they? I thought, I, I thought they were... I thought they were London or like London-based. Or something. I thought it was Stockholm. I guess I could be wrong. Well, because I was curious. I, because well, because I did look it up at least briefly enough. Because I was like, oh, are they from Massachusetts? Because I remember wow, what was the, what was that game we played, the one with the little plant animals. Um, you're thinking of Drake's Hollow, and you're thinking of the studio Molasses Sled. Yeah, so like where they had a lot of stuff within the within the game that alluded to Massachusetts. They, you know. They were molasses flood. They had all that stuff. I kind of assumed out of the blue was going to be from Massachusetts, but they were not. <laughs> I wanted to bring up something that Andrew mentioned earlier with the voice acting. I mean, we usually do this in the music section, but I want to bring it up now because I actually looked it up. I thought the voice acting was incredible. Yeah. And the woman who uh, narrates for uh, Nora, her name uh, is Sissy Jones, she is in like so many video games. Yeah. Like it is incredible. And so like um a lot of games that we played, I mean After Party, Star Wars Fallen Order, Remnant from the Ashes, Middle Earth Shadow War, Firewatch which I don't think was on Game Pass. It was on Game Pass, but that was one of the few games I had you played before. Yeah. Which I heard that's becoming a movie. I don't yeah. know if that's true. I but so. and I've read uh, Dead Redemption 2, Call of Duty 4 are some other like big ones that she's done, but I was just like Holy crap, because when I was listening to her, like, there's sometimes when you're playing a video game and, you know, something happens and they're like, no. And I actually thought, like, she did, like, a believable reaction. And so that's why I looked her up. I was like, I really like this voice actor. (laughs) Nerd alert. (laughs) You did your research. And then another important thing with this game, there's no happy ending. You get two options at the end and they both suck. (laughs) (sighs) Do we want to discuss the ending at the end of the episode? I think yeah. Let's let's do a, a little spoiler section at the end there instead of talking about it now, because I I actually liked it. 
And I, I liked I the actions. I did too. Are you like unhappy endings? No. You just you love everything to be in like a nice perfect bow. Yeah. Yeah. I like happy ending. Everyone gets what they want. You know. I just I'm just saying that if you like happy endings and you play this game, you might be a little bummed out like I was. I, I disagree. Well, of course you guys. Last episode too, you guys were like, "No, Liz, you're wrong." And now this episode again. I'm sorry. You know, I have a different opinion. I'm not just a yes man over here. Over here. <laughs> but anyway, I I, I want to get to the meat of it. I really want to talk about the gameplay. So as I said, this is a first-person puzzle game, and I feel like Call of Duty does such a, has such a sweet spot of it's not too difficult, but it's also not too easy. And I love a puzzle game that's like this. You know, you're not playing something that's going to get so ridiculously hard like the Talos Principle. But a lot of these puzzles I thought were very creative. It's like I didn't feel like I was just doing the same generic puzzle over and over again. There's six levels, which are kind of like set pieces. They're very kind of small and compact. I love that all the puzzles were just condensed in each set piece. You're not getting, you know, oh, here's a page I learned about something on the first chapter and I got to use in chapter six. Nothing like that. It's very much you're just using what you have on the level that you're in. But one thing that I heard you complain about when you were playing, and you don't really complain very much when you're playing a game. You you do enough for me. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay. It's going to be one of those days. So (laughs) Andrew complained about how slow you go. Mm Because at the beginning, she says, oh, I can actually – walk a little bit faster because you know <laughs> she has so this illness slow. and then you go you're going faster and it's like wow lady you've been a cripple for a long time <laughs> useless yes no i i mean I, it was yeah it was a speed walk at best it was it was no it was like power walk not not even power walk it's like a stride like a slight stride she just took my grandmother little... walked faster than that she just took longer steps that's all basically but i mean as as awful as the you know quote-unquote sprint is in this game at least the set pieces for the most part aren't too large there's a couple where it was annoying uh particularly like level three when you're at the crash ship like that one's pretty wide and there's a couple times where you're you know going down a path i gotta go back to the camp i think i missed like a clue i need to go there there was some moments when it really annoyed yeah. me when like for instance you need like four totems or pictures of totems and yeah. you missed one and you're like going around trying to figure out which one you actually missed Ugh. It, it, that was a little frustrating so actually there these puzzles could all be solved i suppose right without looking up like looking at and finding any of the notes right like yes if you just knew the the pattern you needed to yeah, you didn't have to go find those totems. Or if you found three of the four, then it was like, all right, well, I can kind of just piece together the other one with with kind of what's missing. As I beat the game, and yeah, there was a couple I didn't have, and so I didn't get the achievement because it was an achievement to find all the puzzle clues. So I was going around trying to find the last puzzle clues, but I was able to solve the puzzles just fine. Yeah, there was only one that really gave me any real struggle, and it was the one you were talking about. It was the crash ship. And it was more like... It, it ended up being such a simple solve, and I and I swear I was like, I I swear I had tried the the solve of it multiple times, and I couldn't figure it out, and I was getting so frustrated, and I had just 
you know, slowly meandered throughout the level back and forth about a hundred times. And I said, screw it. I'm looking this up and it's going to be so stupid easy. And I saw it and I went, that is really stupid easy. And then I went on and that was the only oh. time. So I did use one look up. I will admit oh. I'm not perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I you I'll, told me you didn't. No, liar. I that's not true at all. I absolutely told you I looked that one up. You just weren't paying attention because, you know. Yeah, that's probably possible. Because that's what you do. But, yeah, there, there was. Wait, what'd you say? I said, because that's just what you do. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, gosh. I, gosh, it smells yeah, like I up just... dog in here. <laughs> What's up, dog? Not much better about you. Hey. Liz, did you have to, how much of a walkthrough did you use? Quite a bit. I get impatient. Like, there are some times where it's like, even if I know, like, how to do it, like, I just don't feel like figuring it out. I'm like, oh, so I need to match these. But it's like, oh, I'll just watch him do it so I don't actually have to, you know. And then, like I said, I noticed, well, so one of the reasons why I really focused on watching a walkthrough when I was doing this is because I was watching a walkthrough and there are a lot of, not even just missable achievements, but ones that, like, I hate this type of achievement where, like, you... You f- figure something out, and there's no reason to go back. But if you go back, there's, like, a logo or something, and you get an achievement for seeing the logo. But like I said, there's no reason to go back. And so like, he- I saw one of those, and I was like, oh, so if I don't watch the walkthrough, I'm definitely not going to get a ton of achievements. So I'm just wondering how much further into this episode that we're going to get before Liz says this game would have been better as a movie. That's my <laughs> real question. I feel like that's every puzzle game for you, Liz, and I mean that with all of the love and all of all of the niceness. But you know what? Like, I I would realize I do say that a lot, so I wasn't gonna say it this episode, but I feel like it should have been a movie. But seriously, this should have been a movie. Yeah, I um, I mean, you basically watched it as a movie, but you also played it, and like I get looking up a couple things, and I'm I was probably gonna go back and look up stuff as far as like getting the final collectibles now that i beat it because now i don't mind as much looking something up and i'll take some of the fun out of way of finding where they hid a small little figurine in the middle of a bush somewhere like that doesn't hurt me but as far as the puzzles i agree with andrew like they were just hard enough that they you you had to pause and think about them solving them felt good and so taking that out of the game, I mean, why even bother playing it? Yeah. And well, I didn't do it for all of them. All I right. just did it some, like I just did it sometimes. Like I actually did figure a lot of them out myself. I'm not like watching a walkthrough like doing the whole game that way. All right, fair enough. I, I thought you were saying you basically kind of walked watched the whole thing on walkthrough and just kind of did it. No, I just started like going back to what I had already played and seeing like what I had missed because there are some like for instance. Um, like a kind of like a dream state that you're in and there's something that you can pick up and get an achievement but I didn't pick things up in the order that he did and so it took me out of it before I could look at everything so I was like oh well I missed that one interesting but yeah I, I also think that yeah the, the puzzles were simple enough that they were they were nice and they felt or they didn't take up all your your whole time so you could ultimately get through this game and like five and a half hours so it's it's like a really just nice weekend playthrough palette cleanser type of game as we like to say yeah no definitely uh overall the time to beat currently is like six hours i think i did in like five might have been close to six but it's not yeah it's not a very long game but 
I will say, Liz, I at least do agree with you. I don't think this game would be bad as a movie because I think the story was good enough that it it could be a movie as well. But no, I'm totally with you, Keith. Like then it's like why play it? I think the puzzles were a lot of fun. They were clever. Uh, they were very different. Like I said, I enjoyed every set piece because you know they always kind of told their own story, but still worked on the overall story. And yeah. I just, I felt good solving these puzzles. But I just, so I agree with you guys, but I also kind of think like you're going around and you're collecting all these bits of the story, which is really exciting when you, when you find something, you find out, oh, this happened to this person, or there's a photograph and you're seeing people slowly going mad. And so like, I, I didn't really care if there were puzzles. I mean, they were fun, but like, I, I don't know. Well, so funny thing is, is I, when you were talking about the voice acting, Liz, I, I jumped over onto IMDb and I was looking it up. And apparently there was a 1930 movie called Call of the Sea. I saw that. The plot, actually, not far off, Lieutenant Commander Good is a naval officer who goes on an extensive search for his long-lost friend who mysteriously disappeared on a tropical island. So he's just looking for a friend instead of a cure, but, you know, just going off on a I trip to an island. That it came out at that time, and it's this is based in the 30s. So when I looked that up, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I was curious if there might be maybe there's some inspiration there. But I, what I what I really liked about the puzzles myself was that they weren't like you you mentioned the Talos principle, and it was really just a lot of like, all right, here's this new mechanic, and you got to figure out when to use that mechanic, and then you just have so many of them that it gets a little bit overwhelming, and you're just like. Ugh, I don't know what to do. Whereas this, there was there was no special mechanic. Just every puzzle had its own unique little play on things and how you had to do it. Some of them were fairly similar in terms of, you know, turn a knob or pull a lever here and do it in this order. But all in all, they felt interesting enough. And there was just small little things about them that you're like, oh, I, I like how you did that. And it's just, I don't know, it was really cool. So, Keith, do you want to hear my game theory? Purgatory. Nope, not purgatory. Dang it. But my theory is that this game takes place in the same universe as Sea of Thieves. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. I know this game obviously takes like a little bit farther in the future of Sea of Thieves. Possibly. You don't really know when Sea of Thieves takes place because they're stuck in their own little area that only specific okay. ships can get to. But do you turn into anything in the Sea of Thieves? Um, is that giving too much away? Well, no, because it's in the trailer. So this game does show that it kind of has mermaids in it. And so I feel like this game is explaining how the mermaids come to be in Sea of Thieves. I thought they were just fish people. Isn't that what mermaids are? Oh, okay. Yeah, that is what mermaids are. You literally just described mermaids. There's slavery with mermaids? (laughs) But But also, too, the key symbol that they constantly have around on the island looks very similar to the key for the gold hoarders in Sea of Thieves. I agree. So I think this game is explaining how the mermaids come to be in Sea of Thieves. But is there anything in the Sea of Thieves lore about slavery <laughs> within the mermaid people? Because uh, yes. there wasn't this. Yes. Okay. When you go around the islands on the cave paintings, the ancient people used to worship like deities. There's like there was like a giant crab or the Kraken Mother. There was like an old ancient people where they even worshipped the megalodon, and yeah, they were essentially having to sacrifice themselves for it. So yeah. So I don't I don't think that. Like the game intentionally did that. I think it's a pretty cool fan fiction, and I like the tie-in. I like what you did with it, but but I don't think that that's actually what it is because I'm pretty sure they'd probably get in trouble for some sort of copyright infringement or something. I don't know, 
But also, Liz, have you ever seen The Little Mermaid? I'm pretty sure King Triton has slaves all over the place. So that is I true. watched it when I was super little. I haven't watched it like as an adult. Or and anything. I think you should go back and give it a, give it a look. See, you, you'll you'll find out that there is much slavery happening in the Mermaid Kingdom. I feel like whenever I either stories about like mystical creatures or aliens, I just assume that they're more civilized and advanced than humans. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, there's slavery with mermaids. Then you realize yeah. everything and everyone sucks. It wasn't even like slavery either. It was like straight up torture and sacrifice. Yeah. So that's real pleasant. Real pleasant those mer people. Well, that's why like if she became one. Then would she end up being, like, I mean, is she part of, like, a royalty line? Or would she be one of, like, the people Oh, I don't know. Some, some of that confused me a little. I will say, too, like, I guess we should give people a heads up, too. Yeah, overall, the story in Call of the Sea is overall pretty dark. And it's kind of surprising, too, for how bright and colorful overall this game is. Some of the elements it talks about are pretty heavy. Especially because, like, when she's walking around and talking and she's referring to her husband or reading the letter, she's very, like, lovey-dovey towards him. Yeah. It's actually really cute. But it's weird that when you have, like, the, like she's so, like, positive about, like, oh, I might be getting this cure and everything. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a really dark story. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're finding out about, you know, really an unknown amount of time of torture and sacrifice and weird dark or black magic or whatever like i don't know it, it's a it's a weird weird thing but it's it's interesting i i didn't i didn't overall hate it i think more than anything though i just i really liked the puzzles yeah i i did enjoy the puzzles but i think what really complemented the puzzles as i was kind of saying before are the set pieces there's like i said there's six chapters each chapter i think is very unique you're going through different locales you know the beach you're going through like a stormy uh a stormy cove, caves, underground like coral reefs. I loved the graphics. I thought the like the color palette was incredibly nice to see. If you have a good TV with like some nice HDR, this is a really gorgeous game to have. So I agree that the artistry. I mean, it was really beautiful. I think they did a fantastic job with the characters, the environments. But anytime you saw something close up, it was bad. Like if you're looking at the ladders, if you like, there's so many different things that you look at close up, and none of it was good. So I think it's a beautiful game, but there there's not much in the details. I wouldn't say bad. That ladder was bad. Just the ladder. Just hated Most that ladder. No, one like, ladder. There is just like, <laughs> F that ladder. But like, I mean, it just whenever like you're looking at something close, like if you're climbing up a ladder and you're just like, the detail isn't in the hands like it should, in the ladder like it should. So for me, it's like, why get that close up if it's not gonna look good? Oh, and I I do think like like the the murals and stuff. I mean, I think everything looks so great. It's just those key moments when they zoom in that you're just like, Ooh, maybe you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Man, I know we already complained about this. And it's such a small aspect, but for as slow as you walk in this game, holy moly, the climbing speed in this game is atrocious. <laughs> I was yeah, but luckily there's not a lot of climbing. I know. I feel like there's like three ladders. There was one of them though that I w I ran back and forth on that crash ship, and I went up and down yeah. it at least four or five times, and I was just like, no, 
Oh, <laughs> ladder. I forgot to hit a switch for the tower, the one that's right down in the tent. Yeah. And it wouldn't turn on, and I was like, oh, I gotta go back down both ladders. <laughs> I guess I just quit now. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm done. Yeah, I, I, it, the climbing ladders did kind of frustrate me. I never noticed it being that bad. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. A triple A studio, amazing graphics, but it didn't bother me. I don't want to sound negative because, like I said, well, I really like <laughs> well, the graphics. <laughs> I didn't even really mind the graphics of it. I I do agree that with Liz and the aspect of it, it's from a hundred feet, the game is beautiful. Up close, things are a bit grainy. They're a bit blurry, but again, they're a very small studio. I'm not trying to like nitpick every single aspect of of the design of the game. I do, I but yeah, overall, I think it was nice, and yeah, everything was different enough. It threw you into some weird environments, like you said, like there's like that desert scene you walk through, that dream sequence, oh, yeah. and like there's just there's just cool different segments to the game, I guess, and it it all felt very unique. But it never felt too much. It was nice. I also like that the cutscenes in the photographs. I like that what they did with the characters. Like it, nothing was too samey, even when you're looking at the people in these like different mediums. Yeah, I think what complements so well, like all these set pieces too, is of course the music. The sound effects are just—they do such a great job. It actually feels like such a nice tropical island. As you're walking through it, you're hearing birds, you're hearing waves crashing, you're hearing the rustling of palm trees, just everything of it. It's it's kind of a relaxing environment to play, and I think that's what really also helps this game a lot. It's difficult as some of the puzzles can be. It just, this game is relaxing. It's, if you put on some headphones, just listen to it, it's, it's a walk on the beach. I really like that it really changed the mood. Like, whenever, yeah. like, something, like, dramatic was happening, like, you felt it. I thought they did a, oh, yeah. a really good job with that. Or, like, when you're coming up to, like, a grisly scene, like, the music really kind of picks in yeah. and, like, kicks in. Oh, yeah. I will say, though, that I felt like, I think it was the third chapter when you're on the boat, but I, it really got loud. Like, it was, like, a storm was going on, and it kind of annoyed me after a while. <laughs> Just, like, hearing, like, the, the crashes and oh, stuff. Oh, the lightning. Yeah, I, I, I think it, maybe I was just hangry or something. I don't know. I, that's the only Very time possible. that I was like, ooh, I'm not really feeling this. So, I'll, you know, I'll just I'll give it an okay with that. But I really liked the way they set the mood. I think they did a great job. Yeah, what I like about it too, even, or what I thought was a nice touch is, you know, a lot of games, they, they do a good job with, you know, maybe some of like the background noise of like birds or wind or something. Like, all right, that's kind of a... a an easy one that every everyone seems to get to a certain degree, but I liked that there was even aspects on the crash ship where you would hear like the a hook or something like metal piece dangling from from the the broken ship and like hitting into things or the the chains kind of jangling as the wind blew. So like every everything felt accounted for. Yeah, and uh, the end credits, of course. Keith, you must have been happy. There was no butt rock song. This game didn't just throw in some some butt rock at the end credits. No, they didn't. It had like a nice, it had like a nice duet that for the end credits. I really liked it. I did too. That was really cute. Yeah, it was a duet of yeah, the husband and the wife, and I thought that was really really nice. It was the butt rock of the '30s, <laughs> <laughs> but I did like it. But man, this actually might be the first time we actually do a quick easy episode. Because we already had achievements. Yeah, I know. And, and I want to say, though, with the achievements, uh, there are actually quite a few bugs with the achievements. 
And this is yeah. something that has been discussed online. It's not just Liz and her bugs. But there's, <laughs> for instance, there's one where you have to do something multiple times, but it doesn't work. And so you have to just keep mashing the button over and over and over again until it works. Um, there's a couple things like that. I think there was two that I came across that has been discussed online. What was that but, one? I mean... Like, the the one that I can remember was uh, when you're at the uh, microphone, and so she ends up singing. You have to hit it the first time, and then the second time she sings or something like that. But mine wouldn't work. It wouldn't uh, register that she was like trying to sing or whatever. So you just have to keep like hitting it over and over and over and over again, and then eventually it'll work. Interesting. I probably I must have just not got that one then. Okay. See, I know you were complaining about them earlier, Liz, but I like that the achievements they have like hidden things. Granted, in the end of the day, you're probably going to end up just looking up a walkthrough for them. But I think it adds just kind of like another extra layer of kind of like a where's Waldo? Like, hey, can you find this hidden object? Like every level has like this hidden object that kind of adds more to the lore of the world. So it's like random cargo you find or someone's hat or something like that. And I like it. It just it was like a nice little feature. It didn't add to the story, but it was like a little eye spy. But like I said earlier, I, I do like those, but there are some that are, it's not a natural progression. You have to go back, even though you don't need to, to see a logo, things like that. So there are ones that like, I would definitely have to look up because I would never think, oh, I need to go back and see that a logo appeared. But my favorite part of the achievements for this game is that Liz the Noob came in number one did this really? week. Oh, did you really? Oh, And on, I also you saw you go back and going to other chapters to get more. Yeah, that was another thing I wanted to mention real quick. Even though Liz said, yeah, some of the achievements are missable, this game does have chapter select, so it's fantastic. If you end up missing something, you can go back to a different chapter, and it actually still keeps all your notes, too, so you don't have to, like, recollect things or anything like that. It actually makes it really easy just to go back and get the achievements. I would like to say, so probably, like, an hour before we're supposed to record, I, I saw you playing a different game, and I really I just looked up the achievements, and I really wanted to say that I had gotten the most and then i was like no he's gonna go back (laughs) i got 765 gamer score 26 achievements andrew was 705 and keith was 605 just barely be me just barely what do you mean that's 60 points i got three more achievements than you how many of those were earned by looking them up that is true i mean i I, what's the difference between that and going back through chapters like i didn't have to do that like i'm sorry that i paid attention you guys always (laughs) no the last couple episodes, you just like, Liz, okay, you're wrong, no. Liz, you're wrong. And now we'll, we'll you're saying you. I don't deserve my high achievement score. I'm sorry I did the research. I'm sorry, dear. You did I, a fantastic job. You guys are job. poor losers. I, fantastic if, job. If you had let me finish, I was going to say that I was kidding in the fact that I had already said I was going to use walkthroughs to go back and collect <laughs> achievements. You guys got me salty. <laughs> but Did we or did the sea get you salty? Uh, oh... <laughs> Such a dork. The worst. The absolute <laughs> I worst. I hate that I like that. <laughs> I, yeah, so oh yeah, I do highly recommend this game for achievement hunters. I do like I just I'm I'm jumping in on this one though, that there is one that just says that it's called You Looked That Up in a Guide because you actually <laughs> play a tune on a little piano that you don't even hear until the next chapter. So it's they kind of poke fun at that. I got that one. Oh, I mean, I got that one. I looked it up because I was like, "What the heck do I supposed am I supposed to do with this thing?" Um, so yeah, that's I, actually pretty cool. I, I thought that was pretty funny. And at the time that like the video I saw someone do it on, actually, it was like a two percent gamer score. Like, yeah, like 
just a small handful of people that either figured it out or even looked it up, I guess. So kind of interesting. I think they all kind of have at least interesting names. That one was the one that made me laugh, though. I do want to say there was one walkthrough that I was watching, and there was an achievement for... Uh, you have to like do a certain sequence or whatever and go to a different area and you you get the achievement you pick something up and get it and i was following along with him and i couldn't do it right and ended up not getting it because <laughs> i was like i tried to follow it and it was wrong and then because these pieces are moving and i ended up getting frustrated and i couldn't figure i could get to the actual like where i need to go but this achievement like i i messed it up real bad and so, like, I knew that there was an achievement over there, which I wouldn't have known unless I looked at the walkthrough. Is it, and I still couldn't do it. Is it one of those ones where you have to, like, rotate the stones around? Yeah. Yeah, those ones were, weren't too bad, but I know what you're talking about. I, I could, there was parts of that where I was just like, eh, I'm sure there's something more I'm supposed to find here, but I'm just going to keep Wait, going. The one on the final chapter? I think so. Oh, which one's that? I did that without a guide. Yeah, I did too. It's like just... paths you're raising to create a path by hitting a statue. Oh, yeah, you got the achievement there? Yeah. I think I might have gotten the achievement. Well, what, what, what was <laughs> hey, the achievement? Don't for take that? it away from me. I gave you the the pat on the back. For you me. reluctantly gave me the pat oh, on the back, so I'm gonna reluctantly well, give you one. What was the one on that? Because I thought I got it. You're getting a photo, and it's finding the secret item in the sixth chapter. Uh, oh, I thought I got that one. Sunken. Oh, that's on chapter five. I don't know. I think I got it, but maybe I didn't. Yeah, completed chapter six. Never mind. Yeah, completed chapter six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess I didn't get it. Oh, well. Yes. Anywho's. So, getting into our final thoughts. Liz, I'm going to have you start. No, I don't want to go because I always have trouble figuring out a score for puzzle games because they're not my favorite. And so, I want to hear what you guys have to say for me. <laughs> I feel like you end up changing your. I wanted. Do you know what? I cheated with the walkthrough. I want to cheat this time, too. <laughs> Whatever. Thanks. You just love to cheat, apparently. <laughs> you guys can take that one offline. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, fine, then I guess I'll go first So Call of the Sea for me, I love it It's It was a very simple puzzle game It's It was really quick It was just like a nice fun afternoon game uh, The puzzles To me, I enjoy puzzles And for me they were just difficult enough But nothing that got me frustrated And I had to look up a guide And I didn't want to play it anymore The story was very compelling I just I wanted to keep going because I really wanted to figure out what happened to the crew and what's going on with my character. The environments, like I said, are gorgeous. I thought the sound effects was really relaxing. I, I recommend playing this with headphones. So, yeah, I highly recommend playing this for Game Pass. I think I'm going to give it an 85. I just wish you ran a little bit faster. That would be a really nice. Just that's something you could, they could easily fix. Or at least if it, during chapter select, maybe. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I suppose. Um yeah, I I don't know. I feel like, and not even in a bad way, I feel like love is such a strong word for this game. and I've really enjoyed it, though. I, I think my time spent was well spent with it. I didn't feel like it was too long. It didn't feel like it needed to be longer. Like, it it just, it was just good enough. Um, everything about it, I mean, I didn't run into any bugs. The achievements are good on it. I think it's just an overall, I'd, I'd give it a good 80. I'm going to stick with my original score. I, I, was, oh. I wasn't sure if you guys were going to so sway me. You could have gone first. You liar. You had a score ready. And I wasn't sure, though. I oh, wasn't whatever. sure. Oh, so I, you, do you know what it is? change your mind? I know. Because I, I really did enjoy the story. I wasn't sure if 83 was too low. 
and because I, I, you know me, I if I like a game, but it, you know, it, I just, it just not enough. I always feel bad giving a lower score. So I'm gonna give it an 83. I just I wanted more with the story. I really wanted more of like the side characters, as Keith said earlier. Like I just wanted it to be a movie. <laughs> and then I looking at Metacritic, that was really interesting. So Xbox One 81 and 7.5, Xbox Series X 75 and 7.3. That's weird that it was lower. Yeah, yeah. And so I there's uh there's three that I, I want to go over real quick today. Number one, which I disagree with, um, but they gave it a 90. Call of the Sea is proof that Lovecraft doesn't have to mean darkness and tentacles. This is a positive, sometimes even cheerful adventure, and it's only the undertones which are ominous, and that works surprisingly well. I thought it was very dark, and the ending did not make me happy. (laughs) I did not think it was a cheerful adventure. And then someone who had like a really funny, immature uh, name... Which I liked, but still, it was, um, they gave it a one. Uh, I, I would want to say it, but uh, they probably want their privacy. I played this game all the way through, and let me tell you, never did the C call me out. I'm very disappointed, and we'll be calling Microsoft for a refund. And then... He was th- really expecting a phone call, and he was just, he was, <laughs> it's like yeah. this name's misleading. And then, last, our, our fourth and silent co-host. Yeah! Heck yes. It's an indie game. So you know he gave it a zero. He, you know the indie turns he likes to refer them as. So why does he play that? <laughs> why did he get the new Xbox? This is it a, was such for a burning the, question for the me. new one. Yeah, he got a new Xbox and he and he hates the games. Um, he did point out that most people do walkthroughs with this type of puzzle game, and I am guilty, guilty, guilty. He did think that there was originality in the first-person view, but he was unimpressed with the graphics. And then a little quote for the end. The trash is calling you, the indie turd. And if it do- and if it isn't the trash, the toilets are waiting impatiently for you. <laughs> what? Dang. This guy loves his toilet humor. No, he does, and I love it. <laughs> There's toilet humor in like the the name that I didn't say, and that's why I was like, you know, this person is is my favorite person out there. Yeah, he loves his toilet humor. But how? Like, I don't know how you could give this game a zero. I thought it was. That's really nice. I mean, if you're as cold and miserable of a human being as this person is, then I guess I get giving it a zero. Maybe even if you don't love it. Games in the winter. Maybe you're like cold and miserable. Maybe he's playing in the winter because we know that he lives in a snowy area. Well, yeah, yeah, we know he's from Canada. So I mean, I mean, they're always cold up there. Well, I mean, again, I'm pretty sure we've established they're from Quebec. So I mean, they're just cold, miserable people. Just how it happens. But anyway, uh, let's do our. We're gonna do our plugs, or at least I am, because you know Keith doesn't do any. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about the ending after that. So I've been your hardcore gamer host Andrew. Find me on Xbox Live Firebird zero one nine five two. We also have a Facebook Game Pass grab bag, uh, where we have a PayPal setup. If you feel so inclined to support us, if you have any game suggestions, we would love to hear them. You can email us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com or message us on Facebook. Or our Twitter, GBGBPod. And that's it. Well, you know what, Andrew? I'm going to I'm gonna prove you wrong this week. I've been Keith. Mm. I do have something this week to plug. And that would be plugging in my phone. Because the battery's low. Oh, that was dumb. Yes, was it was. Dumb. Liz, <laughs> you take it away. Edit that out. I like that you were also playing with your keyboard. So <laughs> at the beginning of that, so it's just like, do, 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 do. And then you said it. I think it went really well. 
And I'm Liz the Noob Gamertag. Like Come on, I'm Dean. And I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob. Noob is E-W. All right, everyone. Uh, if you don't want to hear the ending or us talk about it, get out of here. Sign off now. But getting into spoilers now. So the ending, as Liz said, there are two choices. And by the time you finally get to the end, you find out, ah, the last person part of your husband's crew is actually a traitor, and she wants the power of the island or tried to become a mermaid. I don't know. I was, I was a little confused. Because you don't know if she's manipulated by it because it does make you mad, like makes you crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes you like homicidal. So you, he finds out that he will die if he tries to transform like you can. Yeah. And Only so, select people can become mermaids. What, like, one thing that bothered me is that he originally tried to make the choice for her. Yeah. By pretending to be dead. Typical man. It was the 30s. <laughs> But dying, also, yeah, because it's like, why do you, like, what if she didn't want that at all? And then she's like, oh, I guess he doesn't want me. Like that. But Nora is too smart and figured out the ruse. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I, what, are you mad that the husband did that? No, no, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Um, I'm just saying, like, it could be interpreted different ways. Like, she might have thought, like, oh, he's pretending to be dead because he doesn't want to deal with my illness. See, I don't know. Because to me, it's very much when you love something, you got to let it go. No, I hate that stupid <laughs> story in like so many different things. Like, no, 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 no. But um, I think that was like three no's too many and it was annoying. But I'm sorry. Um, no, one more no and you would have been way over the line list. But that was good. <laughs> Just enough. I would have to actually edit. And so out. the two options that you have, one, you can just be with your sea people and your sea men. Yeah. Sea women. Yes. <laughs> Or you can go back to your husband and have an early death. Either way, he's alone, and he's going to miss you, and it sucks for him. See, yeah. see, that was my thought process. That was why I took that option. It was like, yeah, you guys can have a couple more, you know, a couple more years to be together, and that's great. But ultimately, he knew it. one of you had to sacrifice. It was either he sacrificed by living the rest of his life without you, and missing out on a few a few more years together, or you sacrificed, which was effectively, I think, eternal life living as a sea people. Um, so he kind of, yeah, he. I know, Liz, you hate the cliche of the live, live, let it go type of thing, but I, it was that, but it wasn't. I think it was more just. I think he was. It was a little bit of him trying to do what he thought was best for her, but I think it was even what he thought was best for himself too. Is like just kind of letting her go be who she was supposed to be she lived a life of pain she watched her mother die of this illness and it sounded like her mother or, you know her grandmother also like it was like this hereditary thing that was passed down and i think he just saw it as like ending the cycle so he just decided that was what should happen but like well he just couldn't have kids i mean for me like i just thought it was because like well, they could have kids. But if you, like, the whole story, like, the way that they talk to each other, because he's writing to her along the way, too. The way that they talk to each other, they're very much in love. Like, I mean, some would even say maybe soulmates. And so it's like, oh, she's going to live eternity without the person that she married and fell in love with and wanted to spend the rest of her life with. It's like, why, why would she want that? So what did you guys pick? So I picked to go to the sea because, I don't know, I saw it as you ultimately both suffer if you go back. You suffer through a pain, painful, miserable death. He watches you suffer and die. So he suffers along with you because you guys are so interconnected. And then he then lives the rest of his life without you anyways because you're dead. 
and his lasting memories are of you know i'm sure that they may could find a way to to make them good memories but at the same token those memories are, are watching someone you love more than anything in this entire world just kind of waste away like i don't know i thought that wasn't fair to him and he obviously wanted me to do that so i thought that that was the best choice but they i mean i went going said, with my husband yeah they said that they had like a couple more good years and it's like i mean with that mindset it's like i mean people waste away and die all the time in real life like you find out your significant other like has cancer or something or an inoperable tumor like are you just going to be like i don't want to see you die so um can you just go like away, go yeah. away but like also i mean i just i i don't i don't get like wouldn't you miss each other anyway like yeah. you either because i mean like you might watch her die but you still have a couple years with her and no matter what you're going to miss her and she's going to miss him so, I don't know. I went with Andrew's pick. So, yeah, this is definitely a question of do you like do you want quality or quantity of life? And so for me, as someone who deals with a lot of death with a lot of my patients, I always see this and like some of the choices people make and I'm like, I, you know, I'd rather have a few short good years mm-hmm. than like a long life of loneliness or something like that. I, uh, so here's my question then. So if Andrew had a brain tumor that was going to kill him in five years, but you found out there was a way for him to not suffer and die of a brain tumor, you'd, be a mermaid. you'd just be like, all right, hope you die. Enjoy it. You, you wouldn't want to find a way to help him get better? But it's weird. So when she becomes like the sea person, it's almost like she kind of like loses emotions. Because, I mean, like, for me, because I, I saw a clip of it, and I was like, it doesn't – it didn't feel natural to me. And so for me, like, if I was in the position of the husband, I would want the other person to do what they wanted. I wouldn't try to sway them or make them think that this was a better option. Or So for me, like, that's what kind of like, – I was just like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I also think, too, because I think there's an achievement that you can get if you pick your option, Keith. Um, um, yeah, I, the achievement. But not the other way around. So I wonder if, like, maybe the developers thought that yours, yours was the correct one. Probably. So, could, I, I mean, a... I assume so only in the sense of not that it's the correct one, but if games do that sometimes, it seems where it's like if you have to make the hard choice, basically, like they'll reward you for making the hard choice, whether or not they. I don't know if that means they think it's the right one, but yeah, it's sort of how I saw it. They got an achievement for either one of them. Oh, do you? All right. Well, then never mind. I take no, it no, yeah. not for it. There's a, like a collectible or like a another achievement you can get if you choose his. Because when I was watching the walkthrough, that's why they picked um, Keith becoming like a C person because you can get an extra achievement that way. Yeah, I got an achievement called the only thing I have now, but that just says it's for completing the game. I didn't get anything else. So my big question, though, is why can't you guys just live on the island? Like, as far as I can tell, you guys didn't have any kids. Like, why couldn't you guys just build a house and live on the island? Because you were healthy and fine on the island. Why can't you stay on That's the island? That's a really good point. But the island is also kind of – it accepted her but not the other people because they did Oh, that's true. It but, made other people crazy. I mean, they were also wealthy. So, I mean, I feel like they – I mean, you go from being wealthy to moving Wealth to an island. Wealth can love. Mm-hmm. That's true, but I'm just saying, like, it would have been a lot harder for wealthy people who, I mean, I, I, I don't want this to be offensive, but, like... Well, I'm offended. Okay. I mean... I, I think it would just be harder, like, losing everything. 
kind of thing. Because nobody wanted to go to the island. You're not going to get people to come there and work full time because they're just going to keep dying off. You have to do everything yourself. Um, clearly, I haven't seen Gilligan's Island. You can you can make a pretty. That's a really good there. point. It's a really really good point. Thank you. Well, I, I don't <laughs> know if we covered this at all. I'm I'm still very confused. What is like? Is she a special mer people? Is there like? Is it some ancient curse assigned to her family? Like, what about her is different than basically the people who are really just like island dwellers that were being sacrificed? Like. She's, I don't know how to say this without probably getting myself canceled, but she's clearly not from an island. She, she is someone who was born and raised in. Very yeah. white. Okay. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> she's very, very white. So she's just not, <laughs> she's not from that island. Like what is her, what's her connection? I just didn't get it. So I, I almost feel like maybe there was like a mixing of the species and maybe she's half of that or maybe um, one of her ancestors was cursed and had a kid before she died with the curse. And so the curse just kept going. Yeah. No, this I is think where I was the a second with thing that I said might too. be more accurate. Yeah, because it seems like it's already predetermined as to who could become a, uh, a sea person or who would die. Because you have to go through this whole ritual and yeah, if you're accepted, you become a sea person. If not, you die. So I was a little confused, too, as to, like, what it was. Is this, like, you see, like, a sea creature Cthulhu-looking type of monster every once in a while, and I don't know if it's something he's, like, choosing the people, and you get this curse slash blessing to become a sea person. But, yeah, I I didn't quite understand that. And not only that, the other thing I was curious about, too, if you become a sea person, are you essentially a slave to that creature? Because there was that sea creature that, he was guiding in trying to direct you to become a sea person, but he was like the god or something like that. That's what I said earlier. But it's like, are you? Is she like from a line of royalty, or is she gonna be, you know, one of the underlings? Like that's why I was like, you don't really know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. You know what? Unless you convinced me, I want this to be a movie to give more lore, so I can understand it more. Yeah, and I want the voice actor to be the main actress. She looks like her, kind of. That's fair. I did fangirling a bit. I, I really liked her. I did notice that, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was after I chose that sequence or not, but she makes a comment about how she's like... Um, that she's under Yeah, the but scene. she makes a comment along the lines of basically, like, she's never felt so at home and, like, at peace and everything. So it felt like, it, I don't know, that was where she was meant to be. She had a call of the sea. She needed to go home. She's but like, you know, I really also, didn't love that husband. She also made it sound like she made the right choice with our pick, too, though. Yeah. So I guess she was happy either way. I really, I, see, that's what I would have liked. I would have liked one of the decisions. It's like, and then a meteor came and destroyed the Earth. Wrong choice. Start over. Save file deleted. You even have to reinstall the game, actually. We're not even going to let you keep the game. I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Let's get something else mm. to say. Tweet us and let us know who you agree with. What ending was yeah, better? Yeah. Do you actually have love in your life like me and Liz? Or are you a cynical, awful person like Keith? I am not cynical. <laughs> I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. <laughs> I just feel like Keith's pick was just the least romantic thing in the entire world. I'm going to leave you and go live in the sea. It was... With the shrimp and the starfish. I, I sat and I pondered over that, and I and I truly believe in my decision. So I I want to hear what people have to say. So yeah, email us, tweet us, Facebook us. I don't know. 
send us a carrier pigeon or something. A message in a bottle, even. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the same reaction. But yeah, thank you all so much for the people who have stuck around to listen to us ramble a little bit more about the end. This was not a quick episode after I know, all. I know. We so managed to make it long. That's like it for us. Alright, everyone. Thank you all so much for sticking around. Love you all. See you again next week. Bye, Bye guys.